the Bible Study Podcast, episode 771. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Minor Prophets with chapter 2 of Habakkuk. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're in chapter 2 of 3 of the prophet Habakkuk. You may remember that in chapter 1, we had Habakkuk's complaint, the Lord's answer, Habakkuk's complaint. We're going to actually start with the last verse of Habakkuk's complaint. The way they put the chapters in is a little weird, but it goes like this. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. So that's the end of Habakkuk's complaint. He's waiting for an answer. And then we get the Lord's answer. Then the Lord replied. And before we did this, remember what Habakkuk's complaint is, is how long, Lord, how long do I have to wait to see you exercise judgment? How long until I see what you're going to do? And the first answer that God said is, look and be utterly amazed. I'm raising up the Babylonians. The Babylonians are going to come, basically, and they're going to take the people of Judah into captivity. And then Habakkuk complains some more, and he gets this answer, the Lord's answer. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by exhortation, by extortion. How long must this go on? Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey. Because you have plundered many nations, the people who are left will plunder you. For you have shed human blood, you have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nests on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk, so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you, for you have shed human blood." You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman 
or an image that teaches lies. For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And this time, unlike last time, that is the end of the thought. There's no continuation into chapter 3, which is the final chapter of Habakkuk. And so God says, I'm going to be doing something. Write it down. Write it down because the time will come when this will come true. Though it linger, wait for it. So it's not going to happen immediately, but but wait for it. It won't prove false. And then he talks about the enemy. The enemy, his desires are not upright. He's not a righteous person. He's building his house with bloodshed. He's with unjust gain. He's building a city with bloodshed. All of these things are the, the enemy. Now, I have to wonder if there's multiple definitions of the enemy in these particular verses. Now, most of what is being prophesied is being prophesied against Judah. And so certainly the kings of Judah who are going to be turning against God or have turned against God, depending exactly where we are in their history here, would be, you know, who we would be talking about. But I also saw in portions of this, were we talking past the kings to the power of the devil? And I, and I don't know for sure but there were portions there, it's like he's never at rest because he's as greedy as the grave, like death is never satisfied. I could be wrong here, but these verses reminded me of some from Isaiah, where we think that God is talking through the prophet Isaiah about the kingdoms and one particular king, and then he starts talking about the Lucifer and how far you fell, and looking past the ruler to the one who is controlling him. I don't know if this is the same thing that's going on here, but it did remind me with some of those things that seemed more so than Judah, in the sense that Judah hasn't been a scourge in the area such as uh, Nineveh was, for instance, that we saw in the last book that we did with Nahum, which is a prophecies against Nineveh. Habakkuk is preaching against Judah, and Judah isn't that powerful. Judah hasn't done that much comparatively. Now, of course, they still may have caused problems for their neighbors, and they still may have built up their house with unjust gain and built their cities with bloodshed. But I do wonder whether there's two levels that one can read this at. Wine betrays him. He's arrogant and never at rest. He's as greedy as the grave. That's an interesting phrase. Like death, he is never satisfied. And he gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. That's the verses there that that sounded to me like maybe we're talking about the father of lies. We will not taunt all of them with ridicule, saying, woe to him who piles up stolen goods. So again, we've got these themes that come up in the minor prophets about stolen goods, about injustice, about unjust gain, about bloodshed, all of these things that are not the way that God wants kingdoms to behave, not the way that God wants people to behave. And that there is justice. And justice is not those people who pile up stolen goods, who those people who pile up unjust gain, and those people who pile up things through bloodshed getting their way. 
Now, this reminds me of right now, I'm recording this in 2022, and I think of, you know, an unjust invasion that has happened in the world stage here. And, you know, people who are being killed because someone is trying to extend their power and influence. And that's kind of what's going on here. And it's kind of an old story that happens all the time in history is one nation who is looking for more power, who is looking for more influence, or one person within that nation who is looking for more power and is a position to be able to exploit the power of that nation can do a lot of harm. And that God is not pro stolen goods, not pro unjust gain, not pro bloodshed, but that God does not necessarily act immediately. Though we though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. And so that's kind of what's going on here with Habakkuk. Habakkuk is saying, I see this injustice. You all see this injustice. But God is saying it won't last forever. Even the stone in the walls will cry out. The beams of the woodwork will echo it. Uh, because they have plotted ruin of many people, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. Okay, so even your own house is crying out against you. There is there is injustice in the world. And at various times, we testify to the fact that there is injustice in the world when we wake up saying, how can this possibly be? How can God let this happen? That is testament to that we believe there is right and wrong, and we see evil, and we wonder why God doesn't act immediately. But God doesn't always act immediately as Habakkuk is dealing with here. And that's why Habakkuk seems a little frustrated with his complaints. People's labors only fuel fuel for the fire. Nations exhaust themselves. And then there's this phrase here in chapter 14. And I don't know if you heard it and you heard the hymn, but I hear an old classic hymn when I hear this verse because it was used by a hymn that is a fairly well-known Um, him from the, I want to say the 1700s, but I'm just guessing. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Happens to be a hymn that I like. Um, And it goes something like that. For the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. And it's this phrase that comes out of here that says, in the midst of all of this, even though we see the injustice, even though we see those who are unjust who are who are getting what they don't deserve at the expense of others even though we watch that evil the day will come when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord as the waters cover the sea it is inevitable and that is uh, good news that is good news for habakkuk it is good news for us and, you know, we go on about to whoever we're talking about here who's pouring wine so he can see his neighbor's naked bodies and is filled with shame instead of glory. And then it starts to talk about you're going to get what you deserve. Now it's your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's hand is coming around to you. Coming around to you. It thinks, it sounds like one of those what goes around comes around sort of things. Disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you've done to Lebanon will be done to you. The destruction of animals will terrify you. You've shed human blood. You've destroyed lands and cities and all of these things. And then I think one of the key phrases here, because remember the problem that we have or one of the big problems that God has 
with Judah and Israel besides their behavior in all of these different ways that he's talking about in terms of unjust and bloodshed and uh, you know all of these sort of things is this worship of false gods. And so it says, of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation. So in... And I think of verses, again, from Isaiah here about, you know, the person who takes a piece of wood and he takes half of it to cook his lunch and then worships the other half as if it were God. It's pretty ridiculous. And the fact that someone can take this lump of wood or this piece of rock and say, this is my God, of what do you expect to get from that? Woe to the one who says to the wood, come to life or to a lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? And the answer is no. It's a lump of wood or a piece of stone. It doesn't matter what you carve it into. It is not God. You can cover it with gold and silver, but there is still no breath in it. And by contrast, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him because eventually... The earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Wait for it. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 